Welcome to the Hustle Podcast. I'm your host, Natalie Williams, the Director of The Social Experience. If you want to learn how to build a brand or build a six, seven-figure business from the ground up, this podcast is for you. I'm going to interview the top entrepreneurs, media personalities, and social influencers in the game here in New Zealand. I'm going to find out all the tips and tricks that you can apply to your brand or your business to thrive, attract new customers, and to increase that revenue. So make sure you tune in. It's going to be amazing, and you're going to learn how to hustle hard. Today I am very excited to have one of the most amazing entrepreneurs and gurus of building a brand and marketing, Brett Gobert, welcome. Thank you. To the Hustle Podcast. It makes me sound old, so this is probably not guru, but yeah, (laughs) wise and old, no. Well, I don't even know where to start because it's just incredible, all of the businesses that you've built, Mm -hmm. and Paris just continues to go from strength to strength. So can you give us a snapshot of your business journey over the last five to ten years? Gosh, me, I guess 10 year mark's pretty good because we just celebrated the palace been running for 10 years last year. So that's a good line in the sand to come from. And then Paris started request in 2008. So that's 13 years. So she's been 2007, sorry, she started request. So that's 13 years with her. So I guess the it's. I run my own experiential marketing company that's been going 26 years now this year. So that's that's fine. That just runs on the side. And then obviously with Paris, there's been so many things that have come out of that. So there's Paris herself, which is a brand and a business. There's the Palace Dance Studio, which is a brand and a business. So they have all the weekly classes and the crews. And then Obviously, out of that, we started with Request, and that became a global brand, but then the royal family itself is is a monster now, so that's really the main brand that's come. Uh, on top of that, we opened up the Palace Dance Academy, so we're NZQA qualified, and wow. we, we run... Uh, courses there we're just in the we run gateway courses for secondary school and we're in the process of getting a full-time course signed off which has been taking a lot of time but yeah that's another part of our business that we've extended into so I mean there's so many things happening it's busy how did you even start to build this phenomenal empire uh you you literally just start you just start doing things you know I mean for Paris it was Um, We gained a lot of momentum through going to Hip Hop International because obviously when you go there, there's another 50, 52 countries around the world. So obviously it's a good place in one spot to spread your brand quickly and globally, you know. Yeah, it's been amazing being there and connecting with you at those competitions. And I remember seeing you guys perform even at Hip Hop International, like New Zealand. Yes, all those years ago and yeah. just being like, wow, there was there was always something really special about Paris. Yeah, yeah, and that, and so that's that was the springboard and then obviously the advent of what so happened on social media. So you, you can be not known and within a day you can be known. You know, it's just Crazy. the way social media is. So we, we were lucky we'd done a lot of our work prior to the boom of social media, but obviously with social media now you can... You can talk to your fans everywhere around the world at any time of day and with any message you want. So that's not hard. Combine that then with J-Lo knocking on Paris's door um, and that really started her work in the world of celebrities and then video development and all that. It just rolled Because it's been an absolute all-star lineup. 
like Justin Bieber, Rahana, J Lo, Sam Smith, like all the top names. Yep. So did it kind of just happen organically because they saw Paris's unique style, her choreography, and they they wanted it? Yeah, I think the well J Lo saw her do a piece with Kyle May, who um, they did a, a small little piece together black and white I think it was so and what I've found with the stars is they all they all watch what talent everyone's using you know I mean or what what's hot and what's fresh in the world so so once Paris did some work with Jolo she then got a huge break from a guy Jamie King said to her hey he was the one overseeing the whole show that Paris did some pieces in and he said good can you come and choreograph at um, MJ1 in Vegas and she was only young. So he saw something in her, and so then she went there, and then obviously from there, just bit by bit, work started coming in to a point now where we're turning work down. Like, that's crazy, you know, whereas before you would, I wouldn't even like to tell you what we've turned down over the last month, whereas anyone in their normal mind would be, oh my gosh, we'll do that, and we'll do it for, we'll do it for nothing. It'd be amazing. So. Because you've always been... A very ambitious visionary. Like I know, talking to you, like even ten years ago, you're like, "This is where we're going. This is what we're yeah, doing." Yeah. You know, the yeah. sky's always been the limit. Yeah. Has that always just been part of your DNA? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't believe you can't do anything. I don't know why. And is it's, Paris the same? Has she always Paris, envisaged all this more stuff? More the same. She's triple that. She's exactly the same because I, I, I brought her up thinking that way, and she feels that way too. You know, she has such a self belief in her confidence and what her talents are and her skill set. She feels she can do anything. Hence, the announcement. You know, she hasn't directed a movie yet. Sony Columbia, one of the top movie production producers in the world, have said to her, "Oh, we're going to give you a." X amount of million dollars worth of budget to direct the movie, you know. So I saw that announcement come that? out. So Murder on the Dance Floor. Yeah, crazy. My favorite show. Wow. I don't know if you saw it when it was here in New Zealand, but I love that show to death. It the choreography was amazing. Amazing, and the storyline, and but it's been written now because obviously when she did the show, it had no dialogue. So now it's got to be, it, it's great. They've got a great writer come on board, and and we've got the production houses, the people who made uh, La La Land. So they they've got wow so much credentials. They're huge. Mark Platt's company is massive. So to have them on board is. So we got all the big players. So that's so exciting. It's gonna be incredible. And what an incredible achievement yeah. for someone from New Zealand. Yeah. To conquer Hollywood. Amazing. Yeah, well, we haven't conquered it yet, but we're gonna work on it. And Paris is currently working on the Super Bowl halftime show with J Lo. Yep. She's there in Miami right now, so that's good. And she's got some of our girls dancing with her in the show, which is a great opportunity for them. So they'll be in it. And she said it's looking great. It's looking amazing. So can't wait to see it. Incredible. So in terms of strategy, marketing, like the brand with yep. Paris, has that kind of just been who she is? Yeah, yeah. She, yeah. It, it's definitely because she's unique. You know, she, her style's unique. What she does is different. She's not a, she doesn't follow the trends. You know, she's very comfortable in being her, one, as an individual, and then two, in her work. She's not afraid. She's not, she doesn't care what the, she doesn't get need the public's approval. She she sets the trend, and I think that's a weakness of a lot of people. They're always they're always following the norm, or they're they're always 
asking, oh, do you like that? Or does everyone going to agree with me? If The minute you start thinking that way, then you'll become, you just become white noise. You know, you're just part of the world. So it's that's how you stand out. And not she doesn't do that intentionally either, Nat. She, it just happens by... By default. And I love the nice. whole, how she's empowering women. Yeah. You know, just even the show we did, Girl and Tempo. Yeah, that show's amazing. It was just incredible to, yeah. just the, the actual message, and I think that that's yeah. an incredible inspiration for a lot of other women. Yeah, always has been from the early Request days. So Request came about because she couldn't find someone to dance with when she was young. You I know. love the OG yeah. Request as yeah. well. Oh, yeah, 100%. Like, some of those like, clips are still just some of my favourites. And so they... And when we first went to Worlds, as you know, it was a male-dominated world. There was no all-girl crew winning nothing. Or even getting in the the year before we went, in the top ten, there wasn't one girl crew in it. You know, so the opportunity to spread that. And then, you know, you now have Rihanna working with her where Paris did the Fenty show in New York. And you have all shapes and sizes of women. You know, in one the show before, they had two pregnant dancers in the show, you know, and got big girls, skinny girls, you know, different colour hair, and they're just embracing, uh, you know, self, self-belief, self self-love, self-confidence, and that's what's really important to Paris is that, you know, you have to love yourself, and you have to love yourself even more if you're a woman, because it's it's even harder for a woman to succeed in, in some ways in, yeah, that's right. in a male-dominated world. It is. Yeah. You know? So Request literally smashed that on the head. You know, Request could dance as hard as males. Yeah. You know, if you didn't matter if you were boys, we, we had more swag than the men, but then we could do feminine stuff as good, you know, and girly stuff. So, you know, we, and then they won two golds back-to-back, so they're like, okay, they're killers, you know. So that started the whole... And I think that's a lot of the... The messages she got after Fenty from women all around the world going, you know, I should, I thank you, you know, it's so inspiring. I'm, I'm happy, I'm comfortable in my body, you know what I mean? Because we, we have these images that we're meant to be judged That's by. That's right. Yeah, Paris throws out. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, sure. I, I love that about her. Yeah. So you are incredible with networking and building mm. relationships. What are some tips that you give people listening about that? Um, for networking, I think just have the confidence to ask. Like, I think that would be a really good learning for me. To, yeah. Um, because, you know, you can only get yes or no. So It's ask. true. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a statement, you know. It's the truth. Like, yeah. And, and if, you, Nets, if you don't ask, then you never know. Like, That's very true. Yeah. And, but, but all the things I think successfully have – grown through us through our business through you know people who we know or recommendations so you know you it's one thing for you to to network but uh, you have to be able to deliver what you say you know your word and bond is super important yeah you know i mean because then they'll you know if, if someone says to me oh talk to so-and-so or recommend them i'll then ask other people i know who know them you know so you'll you'll find out a bit about them prior to that networking and then the with with google now and instagram and everything you can literally so you know you imagine ringing someone i want a job then they literally go onto your instagram and there's photos of you out partying or you, you know you're wearing nothing or you, you know what i mean doing things you shouldn't you know what i mean so that whole networking thing has changed its whole context now you know I, you'd be lucky to read a cv you know, nowadays, you don't need to. You yeah, it's all just, shifted. Yeah, Google search their name, have a look and see what they're on. So I think that networking, it, it, is, a, it is a skill. 
um, it's important, but I think people people will naturally gravitate towards the real you, not if if I've, I just find being who you are and genuine with people is the way to go. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and also, you are incredible at monetizing things and knowing the value of a product mm-hmm. and setting a fee mm-hmm. and being like a fearless negotiator. How mm-hmm. did you learn those skills? Um, f- easy. No, you know the secret to negotiation is walk away. That's it. I love it. And so many people are afraid to That's actually it. do that. There's this, no other. So you have you have uh, negotiate win win. So you both feel good about it. You and you and you know um, knowledge is power. So that means you know the more you know, the better off you are. See, I'm I'm in a better position to negotiate because I I know the lay of the land. So I I know the top price. I know the bottom price. I know yeah. what you can give, what you can't. But the but like I said, the the trick is to be able to walk away. The minute you can sense they can't walk away, or they need it, your your history. You're done. You got no. You all your power's gone, and that's what we've had to do. So we've negotiated and left some, but we, we've also we've also lost on some deals. Like there's some projects we've done, we didn't make a cent, you know, and that, that's okay. That's part and parcel of it. But you know, we've reached the stage now in yeah. the negotiation. Yeah, whereas if part you of the building away, and learning, and now yeah, now you're such a big brand. Yeah, that's you yeah. get to you get to set the price. Yeah, and unless unless Paris really really wants to do it, then you know that's the you you need to negotiate strong and and get benefits for whatever you're doing. But I love how commercially savvy you guys have been because there's lots of dancers mm. and lots of creative talent in New Zealand, and mm. you just see all the time people undervaluing their skills mm. and not knowing actually how to sell themselves. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's just got to do with managing, though. You know, sometimes we'll do projects that we don't make money, but it also gives all our dancers an amazing experience. You know, but you got to trade all those things, and then on other things you'll make money, but then they all offset each other. The what I've found with creatives or dancers as such is that they're uncomfortable talking about money. That, they are. Yeah, they don't want to. So, and that, but that's the key. Paris doesn't want doesn't want to talk about money at all. She doesn't want to know. And same with all our top dancers. They're not, you know, when they're <clears throat> negotiating workshops or other things, they just hate talking about the money. And so the best thing you can do is to get an agent or get someone to represent you who is comfortable talking about money because then it doesn't affect your relationship with that person. 100%. You, you can just, you know, and then... Because you and Paris, you are a power team. Yeah, we work well together. We compliment So you handle all the... The contracts, yeah, uh-huh. and and the money side of yep. the deals, yep. and then she delivers on an incredible product. Yep, mm-hmm. yeah, she does the, she does the work. That's the main thing. So it's good. <laughs> so with it's just incredible already what's happening. But what's next? I think the I really think the movie side is going to go pretty big over the next five to ten years for her because it, it takes about a year and a half to make a film but I know that she'll change the the look and feel of what people perceive as a dance movie because you know you're used to seeing Step Up or Bring It On or whatever they are you know and that's just a movie with some competition pieces and you're done hers is going to be a proper story but with um, incredible I've seen the dance sequences she's Wow. Putting in, and they're just you know they'll be phenomenal. You know where people will go to watch it, it'll be like a piece of art. You know, so when they talk about singing in the rain and those epic films that last a lifetime, that's what she'll start creating. So 
but within that you then have an amazing soundtrack being made you know so that'll become part of it you'll have fashion will roll out of it because people will see what they're wearing in the movie and that'll spread around the world so I think I definitely think the next five to ten years will involve film uh, in a big scale definitely television will come um, and then I think for her probably something like an event that she creates you know versus uh, creating it for an artist it'll be something she creates that could end up being like a say a Vegas show or Broadway I think those two yeah I definitely think Murder on the Dance Floor will easily roll into Broadway that's that that would be ideal and then you can have that show showing in London you know in different parts of the world or touring how phenomenal oh be incredible that'll happen that's not a so exciting but I also love how you've uh, you know created the royal family and the Mm -hmm. royal family is now a standalone strong brand touring Mm -hmm. Australia Mm -hmm. and you were saying you're working on a US tour as well and now they can tour even without Paris and you guys sell out don't you you sell out your shows completely so it's not just New Zealand it's like all around the world you've cultivated these followings and audiences yeah has that really come off the back of all of the the J-Lo and all of the American artists and seeing Justin Bieber's clip and things like that yeah come on yeah yeah definitely that's that's helped because within those clips you see the girls so you see Corbin you see Kirsten you see Kaya you see Ruthie you see Ling you know you see all the girls so People love to watch the videos and see all our work and then come watch it on stage, you know. Like, it's phenomenal. Like, I think our World of Dance routine is, like, 132 million views or something. Our, our New Zealand one from two years ago is, at, I don't know, 80 million. Last year's at 22 million. You know, so people want to come see it. I mean, it, none of it would have been possible without the the work that's done by Paris and all our dancers in the early stages. It's like a legacy. But you're right, we've gotten to a stage where, where we can, as long as they know the royal family is still connected with Paris and it's still all her choreography, which pretty much it is, then they, they want to come see it because they've watched it so much on... Honestly, they just... it's, it's a, to, to have a standing ovation... In a foreign country, you know, like 1,200 people screaming the house down everywhere we go. And then, you know, so many of the audience wearing your gear and your brand. It's it's phenomenal. It's such a blessing. And it's but it's a result of hard work. There's no other way to describe it, you know. That's how you get there. It's no secret. Yeah, because you've got a phenomenal work ethic. Like, you're a machine. We are just talking mm. before about, do you ever have a break? And you're like, no, I just keep on going. Yeah. Just ride that momentum. Yeah. What do you put in place, though, just to make sure that you stay clear-headed, healthy? Uh, yeah, health's something I've gotten better at as I've gotten older, you know, so I swim in the mornings. Um, and that's because that's I've got diabetes, too. So, you know, when I've got diabetes, too, I had to look after myself and, and grandchildren. So uh, a really good thing is getting up at five. Like, that, to me, is a huge insight. And, I've, and you know, all my readings, Nats, I've read successful people around the world get up early like four or five o'clock because I, I read just the other about a little while ago where if you get up at five instead of seven you gain an extra month of hours a year so wow. yeah so like are you naturally a morning person yeah i love it yeah i'm up at five are you it. do you go to bed early no so, um, you, so you just don't get a lot of sleep yeah, enough. Like around 10 or so, maybe as long as I get five to six, six hours, I'm good. 
you know. But you know, in saying that, like Paris is a night owl. She she'll work into as a creative. She yeah, she works into all these crazy yeah, ideas. Yeah, they all do. Like most creatives, I know night, not morning. But but in general speaking, I think get up, exercise, set your set your compass right, gives your mind time. You know, and then get in and start your day. But see, my my day is really varied because we have so many. Like, as I wake, the states has already been up three hours in LA or six hours from New York. So when I first wake, there's a whole lot of emails already corresponding. Da da da. As the day goes on, Asia wakes up slightly later. Uh, first thing in the morning, on my way to the pools at six, I then call London because then they're their evenings. You know what I mean? So the the international clock is is on the hit 24 hours a day it's crazy but that's the way you gotta do business if you're on a global stage do you kind of set key times within your day where you answer emails or are you just like on it all the time yeah um, I, I I personally prefer to get it out of the way that's just me yeah I, I find that better I can't let I have a certain number I like my inbox to stay on that move them in and out you know but I think I find that better. I know some people tackle different things at different times of day. I just, I spang them out when they come. And a lot of people are like, oh, that's a quick response. But I'm thinking, if I don't respond to you right now, you're not going to, you know, we need to know to get it in the schedule, out the schedule. Yes, no, build the commitment or shift on. And and because then there's other things coming after that, you know. You can't, if you're busy doing too many things from the past, you'd be, you want to move forward. That's very true. And because uh, Paris is in so much demand now, mm-hmm. how do you manage the PR? Like, do you turn away certain pieces of PR? Do you only accept certain articles if it's, like, an angle that you like? How how are you screening that? Because I know that she's had some PR in the past that she's been – she's so courageous, you know, she's yeah. just actually been like, that was not what I said. Yeah, it, it, it varies. Like, we, we learn as we go. Some bits have been good in PR, some haven't. Um, usually we'll, we'll do some research on who's asking on what they want to do and then a lot of times it just uh, you know half of we don't do nets because it just can't fit in she's just not yeah. here or yeah. she just can't hop on the phone or you know she, she just literally doesn't have the time or the big one is she's got a She's got to go, you know, they don't understand, can she come for an on-air interview? You know, then she's got to put makeup on, she's got to get dressed. Yeah. You know, it's so a lot of effort. Yeah, it's, it is, you know, and if she's really busy, the yeah. last thing she wants to do is put a whole lot of makeup on, get dressed, go to it. And then some of the ones you'll go to all that effort, you'll go to an interview is like two minutes. She's like, ugh, I shouldn't have done that. You know, like, so we've gotten better at managing what's good, what's not. Yeah, and then, and then, yeah, most of it comes. Yeah, it comes out pretty good. So, do you help manage her schedule? Yeah, I do a schedule. Yeah. yeah. So you're kind of like, th- these are your strengths, Paris. Yeah. Like these are the blocks of time you yeah. just focus on that, and then I'll handle everything else. Yeah, yeah. Like it's always with her consent. She's got to. Yeah, I've always got to say to her, look what what suits you. What do you want to do? What timing give me? And then I'll work the rest out. Just because. For Paris, it's, she sort of works on the next day, the next day, the next day. You know, that's because she's got just so busy on that day. And, you know, and but I've asked her about things in the, that are a month away or two months away or let's do that. You know, like we've got something in May, we've got a plan, we've got things in April. Like So we've spoken about them, but it won't be on her radar until the next day. You know, that's when right. it'll come up. Yeah, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. And do you have a really good team around you? Yeah, we've got good people with us. Yeah, like... 
we, we have different people in our businesses. So across our businesses, everyone does a function of work. So we have a good social media guy who looks after all that. But we and we brought, but it was one of the dancers who, who Ezra likes social media and he's good at it. So we brought him on, and then our social media is going really well. Like we. I think our goal is to hit a million followers on Instagram for Royal Family. We're like 912. I mean, that's 912 million. That's amazing. 912,000, 100,000 is pretty good for a dance crew, you know. So we're That's that's incredible. So we have social media. um, You know, we have people that help her with different things, whatever she needs on it, you know. But... Pretty much I'll handle the schedule and then she'll do the rest. We have a great lady in the States who helps her when she's there. You know, we've got assets dependent on the need. It's probably the best way to describe it. And do you think, are you saying to monetize also those social media platforms? Yeah, they get, yeah, you get paid for that, but it's not, it's not a great deal. You know, I mean, it's not, uh, we don't, we try and, we don't really sell our advertising or space on our social media because then it becomes too marketable and then you're, Followers and fan base, they get annoyed. You know, they're like, they've come to follow you. They don't really want to scroll through commercials or, yeah. you, you know what I mean? So you got you also got to pick and choose what you what you monetize. I mean, it's not a it's not a core piece of income that we, we're really worried about, if that makes sense. Yeah. You know, you, I think you got to, sometimes some people are trying to take from every bit. You get, you yeah. get caught out playing that game. It's not, yeah. Because then money's your motivating drive, not... Not connecting with your fans. We're, for our Instagram, we just want to connect with our fans and share information. We don't want to be and the content. So let's talk about the yummy Justin Bieber. Yeah, club. cool. How that cinematography is mm-hmm. unreal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so that's... was that just an idea? Yeah, you just had it and you just thought, let's just put something out. Yeah, that's yeah, that's what Paris worked on. Yeah, everything comes from her mind. So. But, you know, she find a space, she had an idea, then the, the production company will come in that we got to do it with her, and then she creates it, you know. we had a, She had a good team of people around her, you know, who was doing the filming, who was who was helping with the producing, so she had that. But that's what I'm saying, it'll come out of her mind. If they can capture what she wants, because she's standing there, then it comes to life. And she had two guys from New Zealand, Dylan and Seb, do the, come up and do the girls' gear. You know, they're, they're amazing, and they did a great job. So, you know, with that, that's that's a really good thing. I think you, for you to achieve great things, you need great people around you, and that's always been. A, that's why I've always felt I've been successful. It's not me; it's it's the people I have around me. So you know, my experiential marketing company. Those I've got four people who've been with me twenty five years. Like this. It's longer than like, incredible. Yeah, like I trust them fully. They're my family. You know, at the studio where I have great people around me who have been doing good things that we can trust to get things done. You're only as good as the people around you, you know, and that, that's critical. And same with support systems. Like, you know, Paris's family is they're always there for her through the highs and lows. If she's feeling good, not feeling bad, she can always go back to her brother and her sisters, you know, and her mum and and feel that love and support. And I think a lot of people, they just don't have that. That's that's where they nearly make it, but not quite just because they don't have that 
that person giving them that one more step up or that one more pat on the back or that one more hug or that one more word of encouragement. Yeah, because you, you're such a strong distance. family. Yeah, huge. Network and it was really lovely actually at the girl auditions mm. to meet Paris's sisters, yeah. Run Sisters United. Yep, mm-hmm. and just they're just such cool people. Yeah, yeah, they're good girls. Yeah, yeah, they're great. They they they're great women. They've turned into great, strong, independent women, and they, you know, they're mums and they're raising our grandchildren. You know, so they we couldn't ask for much more, and they all get on so well, and they're good. They're they're really good to keep Paris grounded. You know, with all the hype. You know, when she just comes to us, then she's just Auntie Perry. You know, she just, or she's their sister. So all the yeah. glamour's gone. You know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You know, it's just like come and just be yourself. Yeah. You know. Is it challenging who you kind of let into your inner circle? Because obviously now it's such a big brand, she would get so many people just kind of wanting to be close to her for mm-hmm. what they can do for their, her, you know, their careers. Yeah. Has she got better at like screening? Has she gone better at screening? Well, how, how, do you, how does that work? Because yeah. I can imagine everyone just lines up, you know, wanting a piece of her. Yeah, they do. I think I think she, well, she's 28, so she can, she's old enough and wise enough to make those choices. Uh, she she doesn't have very many what I would call close friends, you know, because she's so busy in her, in her life anyway. But I think she has a small group of people that she can trust and count on and, and that know her through her ups and downs. Uh, I think the key thing is sorting out who's coming just to get a clip of the pie, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I think her and I differ on opinions on people who come around, if that makes sense, on why they're there, you know. So I think that's – but I I respect fully her choice on who she wants to work with, you know, who she wants to involve and who not. She's she's an adult, so she can make that call. And you guys have such a cool – Relationship, like not only do you work well together, but just yeah. even like father daughter. Yeah. And I saw that well, there was actually a series that yeah. aired, and you guys were in yeah. the car, and you're playing yeah. the favorite song, yeah. and you're just cruising yeah. along. And I was like, that's just so cool that mm. you've been able to build something. Taking time though, that's been hard, not easy. What was it like in the beginning? No, hard and still hard. Like still, we we we've because you. It's hard to be a dad and then be her manager. You know, they're two different things. Like, so for instance, as dad, I'm in charge. As manager, she's in charge. Do you know what I mean? So they're two different... Two different hats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then what was happening was if we were at work and we got annoyed with each other, we'd then go home and you'd still be annoyed, you know. So whereas if if you don't live in the same house, you'd go home and you'd cool off or you didn't have to see each other. So, and then... You know, I think certain things will, that as a parent I'd tell her off or that your manager wouldn't tell you off for, you know what I mean? So we're, it's taken us years to get it to a point where it's it's more, it functions better. Um, Paris moved out of home to live with her sister and that worked well for both of us because we get a break from each other. It's not a bad thing, but we need our space, you know. And so... And we've gotten better at telling each other, you know, when we need things to be done or if we're not happy with something. So it definitely wasn't easy, you know. Um, not not an easy way, but I'm just glad we've been able to get to a point where I can still be a dad and I can still be a manager and do them both well, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Very. It's like a really unique situation, but incredible yeah. what you guys are achieving. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, well, I mean... 
It's great. I mean, just some big things coming up. You know, the movie, we've got Dubai. She's looking after the Dubai entertainment. That's massive wow. on its own for New Zealand. We're really excited about that opportunity, you know. Um, and then um, just the work that she's got, this whether she does someone's tour this year is quite a big opportunity. There's, a, there's been talk about that. There's yeah, just so many other things boiling along that all come to fruition. So. so for anyone listening today who wants to set up their own business and is wanting to like build a credible brand, mm. what tips would you give them? Don't. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. You have to be up for it. Um, yeah, some I think some people can work for themselves and some can't. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I just don't think. I think it's not. It's not for everyone. Yeah, yeah it's not for the faint-hearted. That's no, for sure. Yeah, people, yeah, it's not easy, is it? Yeah, you you got to be able to take it. You know, we've had um, great ups and we've had really bad lows as well. You know, it it's it comes and goes in business. I I think if you're going to set up. Probably the most important thing above all is you have to be passionate about what you're doing. Yeah, because when it's tough, if you're not passionate, you're given. You know, you got to be in for the haul. I would, I would recommend anyone starting a business has to have an accountant. Full stop. No other way around it. Not your, not your partner, not your brother, sister, not your auntie. Get an accountant. Mm-hmm. Like critical to your success. The financial backbone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The systems and structures. Yeah, just 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 your accounting and paying your taxes are really yeah. important and wages and that that's you know that sometimes can get lost and and people don't have that skill set. So if you if you don't have that skill set, get someone who does. So if you're not passionate, it's not going to work because you'll burn out about and saying that there's some people who go into businesses they're not passionate about but financially they're driven on it so I think that's that's the important thing to know and then what the outcome of that is because some people like the responsibility of working for themselves but then some you know when you suddenly don't have one to report to oh, I don't need to get out of bed at seven I'll get out at nine you know or oh, I don't need to work as late oh maybe I'll watch TV or some Netflix or you know I'll do this so you've got to have that drive and determination I remember when Paris started the first five years from 17 she just wouldn't have had a day off she was relentless you know she just you you have to be able to do Hit that. it really hard. Yeah, like you, there is no if you go half hearted. Yeah. Mm, and, and usually a good way to do it, Nats, is is if you thinking on doing something, start it as your secondary income while you have a main income earning your job. That's the trick. Like even if just start it and see how it goes for like a six month period, and you might only make fifty dollars a month, but then you might make a hundred dollars and two hundred. You know, like start it on the side. A lot of people just throw their job in and start on that. Uh, that's not wise. Mm, <laughs> you know, build it up. Yes, yeah, be strategic. Yeah, see how it is first. Just have a little try. You know. So obviously, lots of experience mm-hmm. and. There's just lots of different types of work that you've been doing yeah. also with your company because yeah. you've got really big commercial clients. Yeah. What would be your biggest business challenge to date and how have you actually worked through that? Biggest business challenge? Um, we went, we expanded into Australia for our marketing business and 
um, for about five years, I was flying every week to Australia. Fly, go on Tuesday, come home Friday. Like, and then that grew. And then um, the biggest challenge we got was just handing our cash flow in both countries. And then we got behind on our taxes, and then we got done. And so we 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 ended up shutting one of our companies, or oh, company in Australia, and one here. And that, that's because we got into financial problems with tax. So that's the that's my biggest challenge, because. Because your money makes the world go round. You know, it pays wages, it pays your rent. And cash so, flow is king, isn't it? Huge. Yeah, <laughs> do you no do a cash flow forecast? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do. Yeah. We do. But even then, it's it's um, it's you know because if someone pays you later than when they said, you know, you're like, oh, I thought which you can paying, happen. Thought you pay me on Friday? No, no, I'm paying you. Well, my money didn't come in. I'll pay you a month later. You know, yeah. There's so many um, things that are juggling up in there when it comes to money and all that. So that would be my my biggest. Uh, that would be my biggest learning in business, and then the the biggest one I think Paris and I have learned is is what I call the big office. Is not. It's been the biggest one for me and her. Is explain it like so. We had a if you, when when you when you go to meet like Scooter Braun in his office, you know, if finally we're there, you know, and you're thinking, "Wow, I made it!" I remember we the movie we went to, we went to Paramount Movies and we met the head of the division in the states. You wow. know, we've, yeah, that's what I mean. Like, what was that like? Yeah, well, incredible. We're sitting in there with, and we're like, you know, we we set the time and we flew in, and then you go into these offices and you're like. You know, you're there and you're talking about your concepts and your ideas and you come out and you're like high-fiving to the go, we made it, you know. No, you didn't. Because what, what the trick is, Nance, is, is that's, that meeting that you went to, that's one of his 10 or 12 meetings in his day in his office, which is every day. That's what I learned. That was a, that was a huge insight for me. So you got to put it back in context when you actually come out of the office. Mm. It's it's a big office for you. It's not a big office for him. So we we were putting a lot of our hopes and dreams or aspirations in that one big office meeting. Oh, uh, shouldn't have. We we learned. You, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's massive. Such a big insight for us. Yeah. Because you you were meeting number six today. He didn't care. Yeah. Yeah, he's got another five meetings after you. So he didn't high-five anyone. He just saw you, took some notes, and see you later. So, you you know, you got to keep everything in reality. In perspective, yeah. yeah. 100%. Wow. And that more so when you become global and the bigger the meetings, you know. Sure, opportunities are big. Yeah, I don't doubt that at all. But don't. Like keep them in context and come out and think that was a great meeting. What's my next meeting? Just oh, stay grounded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's the next one? I remember when we met Paramount. We thought, yeah, we've done it, but nothing happened. But we kept grinding, and then two years later, she's now been announced as a director for Sony and you know Columbia. So it was we held on to it. But if we'd gone on the first meeting, we would have thought we were there. We weren't. We didn't even wow. Get it. Didn't, didn't get a click. And I think that's that's really important learning just for people in general to, to I think, just evaluate what you're getting out of meetings and relationships and keep them in context of where they should be. Absolutely. Yeah. And so do you guys kind of sit down and map out and say, okay, actually, like, this is how much we want to bring in this year. Mm. This is how much we want to, the company to make. Um, they, these are all the things we want to achieve. This is what mm. we're going after. These mm. are the people we want to connect with. Do you do some type of strategy day or? Never. 
you you just keep talking and you're just you constantly just constantly yeah. grinding, constantly going yeah. after things. Yeah. No, not so much going after things, but probably more about what we want to do. So Paris is yeah. about what she wants to get done now. You know, so all the things she's doing are people coming knocking on her door. We don't. Yeah. We can't write that list. Like we didn't write Fenty, you know. We didn't write J Lo Super Bowl. Never knew that was going to come. Justin Bieber. We didn't know his video was coming. His new album. You know, this weekend she flew to do Ariana for the Grammys. Well, they only rang a few days ago. You know, so wow. it's just constantly evolving. And I, I think you can have an idea of money, but money's not your base. You know, that's. It, 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 I'm a bit different. Where I think a lot of people. You know, that's why they say accountants make good CEOs, you know, but then I can guarantee you that that business has no soul, you know, so that, yeah, you know, I mean, a lot of rich, successful people, but oh my gosh, the only two people standing at their graveside will be their accountant and their bank manager and their lawyer, three. So yeah, that's like, true. Oh, and their family, because I want to hear what the will is. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> they want to hear what the split is. But they're lonely as hell or their companies have no heart. You know, yeah. So uh, you you need to have an idea of turnover, and you, if you've got a good accountant, those things will take care of itself. As long as you're doing good work on the other side, well, not good, great. If you do great work, the the doors will keep coming because there's a ton of people that are doing good work but not great. You know, if you're not remarkable and standing out, you're not gonna people aren't gonna knock. So if Paris wasn't talented, because there's a whole lot of other people as talented as Paris too. There's plenty of them, but they're not doing they're not just they're just they're just doing okay work and they're happy with it you know but also it's the business knowledge the commercial sense like so many yeah. creatives don't know how to run a business yeah I agree yeah yeah that's that's so true yeah I've met and well yeah two, twofold one they don't know how to run a business and two they're not they're not passionate enough to keep working you know to, put, to put it in the yeah, yards yeah yeah. That, yeah that hard work scenario is that's why I mean people always like what's the secret to success hard work Oh, and hard work, oh, and some more hard work. There yeah. is no shortcut at all, you know. And if you if you don't if you don't understand, you're going to have to have a twelve to fourteen hour day. You're going to have to do that for five years to ten years in a row. You're going to have no social life, you know. If you don't understand all those things, you're not going to make it, you know. And do you believe that that people, if they put in the hard work, can become self-made millionaires? Or do you think you you have, you have to have some skill and talent to start with, or go and develop that skill or talent, right? You, you definitely got to have some talent. I think you can develop talent and get better at it. So I think uh, the but the criteria still comes back to be uh, you got to be passionate, you know. And 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 Nets being a millionaire is, is not that great nowadays. It's it's not. It's not a million now. The benchmark is five million. That's right. A yeah, million's so not even a lot changed. of money now. No, no, it's it's yeah. a small little yeah. uh, two bedroom apartment that you've got. Yeah, you it's know, true. So in my day, raising up to be a millionaire was great. You, you now the my understanding is the next year are you going to have five million? That's that's where we're at in today's day and age. So I, I do think people can achieve it, but then some people are happy um, just having. A certain amount of wealth, do you know what I mean? Because then that meets all their lifestyle. I think each of us just got to find what they enjoy or what their merit of success is. And then that, that's like I said, if you focus on being remarkable and doing great work, then the money will come after it. That's very true. Versus trying to chase the dollar first, I think you get a bit lost. Yeah. In the, yeah, because that becomes your be-all and end-all. Yeah. So we, we make a lot of decisions 
not on the finance of it, but we make a lot of decisions on the experience of it, you know. So some of our tours we've done haven't necessarily been great financially, but, you know, 17 to 20 dancers have just seen Europe, you know, like how incredible is that, you know. An incredible experience. Yeah, like you couldn't, like we did a world tour um, two years ago. Yeah, we, we travelled around the world. It's incredible. Those kids and dancers will never forget that in their life. They've been to more places than their parents in their adult life will go to or will ever go to, you know, and that's, you can't replace that. And such a great gift. And, you know, last year we just did a tour to Europe and four or five of the dancers, one was 16 and three of them were 17, you know. It's absolutely incredible. And also to see that there's other choreographers and dancers out there that are doing amazing things and they started with Paris. Yeah, yeah, there is. Yeah, there's some good people doing really really well you know like Kyle's a great example um, Kyle when, when he was with us was fantastic you know he just came through the classes and now he's he's doing the same he choreographed for J-Lo Blackpink he's doing Jolintas uh, R is a big one for him I think he's just done a world tour um, so he's doing really well there's people that have come from working with Paris out a lot of people you ask they wouldn't tell you but that's where they started Incredible. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's it's great to see that that's gone on. And then Kyle's a great example too because he's used a lot of New Zealand dancers as well. He's given them a lot of opportunities to to see the world and to gain that experience. So that's that's a really cool thing to see as well. Yeah, yeah. it's good. But with managing so many people, you must have to run such a tight ship. Yeah, you can't. You can't. There is no black or, you know, it's black or white, no gray area. Yeah. Yeah, and, and we've made a lot of decisions that I think – over the years you'll find some dancers didn't like or have left us that's just the way it is yeah, but I love that you're uncompromising with the brand yeah, and you can't. your standard yeah. of excellence and it's yeah. like that's who we are and yep. this is where we're going like you can either get you know on or off the bus yep most half up off that's okay I'm all good there's only um, I've learned that there's only there's only a certain amount of dancers who can walk through our doors and survive in our environment yeah. About 10%. 90% wouldn't be able to do it. They yeah. couldn't handle the rules. They couldn't handle the hours that we work. You know, they just, they're not set up for it. Because you, you rehearse for long periods of time. There's yeah. an element of mental toughness that you require Killer. to actually be in your crew. Killer. Yeah, yeah, but at Worlds we'll have 12-year-olds do literally an 18-hour day back to back, you know, and go to bed, sleep for six, and then they're back in like they're 12. Like, I'm... I'm I'm just taken back when I see kids doing that, you know, but their parents are like, oh, my gosh, they need their sleep. They need to know, you know, you, until you test them, then you'll find out. And, that, you know, not even not everyone gets a trophy anymore. You know, we're in an age of entitlement. Like, yeah. it's, it's terrible. We're in an age of entitlement where everyone thinks they should participate and everyone should win. You know, that's, that's fake. It's, that's well, it's why, not how the world works. That's why they're, that's, but that's why they're collapsing when they're getting older. You know, that's why... In the real world, they yeah, go negotiate they go something. Out. Yeah, they, they miss out or they get fired or they... You know, losing is a good thing. It's, you should learn from that. You know, we haven't won for a while at Worlds. So, you know, we learned our lesson. It's good. You know, so you got to... Yeah, that mental toughness is crazy. And that's why I've learned... So, we only get so many come through our doors because the rest just can't handle it. And, and that's fine by me because then we get, you know what, we get the good ones. So we're, yeah. we've been really blessed, yeah. Like we have great kids come in the door, but they also have amazing 
families and parents who support them because they sure as heck couldn't do it without them. So we get the best of both worlds. We get a passionate, committed kid and we get a great support system with them. And then, you know, nine times out of ten, it'll produce the right result, which it does. It's good. You know, wow. Most successful studio in the world. No one no one comes even close to us. Like, not even who... who like, there's not even, that's not even someone that's a close second. You know, we've won everything. And we've, we're, we've, we've got more medals from HHI than a single country. There's not even a country who has the stack that we have. But I love that you keep pushing. You know, so many people would be like, oh, yeah, we've done this, we've done that, we've done yeah. Justin B, we've done JLo, yeah. we've got the medal. Yeah. Like, now we can just, you know, rest in the fact that we're so successful. Yeah. But I love that you're like, what's next? Yeah, because yeah, that's old news. You know, you can't dwell off the past. So... You know, we won, yeah, sure, Royal Family won three gold medals in a row, but that was years ago. You know, what have we done recently? Well, then we... Yeah. You can't live off your past. You you can recognise it and celebrate it and be proud of it, but what's next? Well, I'll tell you what's next. When I tour USA, then then write it up because that's going to be a monster. You know, Aussie will release our tickets. We'll sell that out in a week. Yeah. You know, like those are the things that you want to see coming. You know, on Monday the 3rd at 12.30, I'm going to turn on the TV and I'm going to watch five of our dancers on stage dancing in the Super Bowl halftime. You know, that's, do you know what I mean? So I, I I'm not talking to you about to last year. I'm talking to you about yes. what's coming up now. You know, next year in August, I'm going to be sitting in a premiere of a movie that my daughter directed, you know. So I'm, I'm already hungry for... And that's it. It's hunger and mindset. Stay, you know, you're just right. relentless. I Stay love it. hungry, Nets. I love it. Calm, calm. I just love watching. I just love watching what you're doing. But you must have so many people knocking on your door to, for you to manage them. And I know you manage Sammy. Yeah. So, how did Sammy make the cut? Yeah, uh, well, we we we, I, we produce a, a church album called the Brown Hymn Book from Church, and I've done that for ten years. So I've financed it all, put them out. It's gone around the world. Uh, sort of not. It's not a commercial thing. It was done out of love of the music. So I met Sammy through that way, and flew him over to record on the album, and just spoke to him about his dreams and aspirations. He was social working in Brisbane, and then. Um, this was seven years ago, and then I said, well, why don't you just come and have a go, you know? And then he showed up at my house and lived in the garage for three years. And wow. we just started. No music experience, nothing. We just thought we'd have a go. And he's doing so well. He's uh, touring. Touring. He's, like, he's touring the world. He's so do you so think good. you'll build any more brands or manage any other artists uh, in the future? Oh, no, no, never manage another artist. I think yeah. uh, it's no. Um, I'm so busy as it is anyway. I don't, oh, unless, I don't know. Um, to be honest, Ned, I'll, I'll work hard at what I've got and then I'll start on my own grandchildren. So, whatever. How many then, grandchildren do you have? 11. I love that you post all the time about family yeah, and your yeah, grandchildren. Yeah, how are they in my world? You know, that's, that's the reason we work hard. So, it can provide for them to have a, with their parents, they have a great, upbringing and lifestyle you know I was brought up poor you know we had nothing me and my mum do you think that's helped motivate you uh, yes definitely not 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 as in I was poor I wanted to have money more as in I wanted to be able to 
through money you can experience more things and you don't have that hardship. You, you have know? more opportunity. Yeah, definitely. You know, like they say money's evil. Oh, no, it's, 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 no, it's not. It's a great resource. Yeah, it's great. It's good to have. Trust me. I'm, yeah, you don't I'm want to not have it. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not a bad thing. It's all good. You can use it to do yeah, incredible yeah. things. And I love spoiling my grandchildren. Me and my wife, we, we love. Because yeah, you're married, so... Yeah. What's your wife like? Is she just a great support? Yeah, she's just quiet. She just loves being in the background and she, and she loves being grandmother. That's pretty much her thing. It's all she wants to do. You know, she's she's great for the kids. She loves them to death and just do anything for them. So it's, it's, it's awesome. You know, it's awesome to be able to let her do that for the kids, yeah. And we're, both of us are happy when we see our grandkids happy. That's our whole joy, really is. Do you think you'll ever release a book? Myself personally? Yeah. Um, I know I've wanted to write one, not write a thick book, but because I'm quite a simplistic thought person. So I have a lot of things I've learned and experienced. Absolutely. Yeah, which would be cool. But uh, I'd probably do it more for myself, you know. Not so much to produce and release, but I'd like just to put it all down and see, yeah, see what it looked like. It was cool to do Paris's book. It was great to read her book. It was. It's a great book. Incredible, yeah. Like and so young. Do you think she'll release another one? I think she'll probably do more of a a photo pictorial one. I think that would be cool. Yeah, like just a wall because she's done some amazing photo shoots and had some amazing place. And she's in going to be in um, Rihanna's dropping a book. A magazine she's done with all these inspirational women. So we had to fly Paris to New York for a photo shoot. It's coming out at the end of the month in ID. So you know, and she's very inspired by that. Amazing. So I think, and, she, and Paris is, is very image driven. You know, her world's about visual. So I think, yeah, she'll probably do something on those lines next. And she's obviously made a, a real impression on all of these people that she's worked with yep. because it's incredible to see what J Lo and Rahana have said about Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Only because only she's her. That's the difference. Do you know what I mean? So you imagine how many choreographers yeah. and people they've worked with. So they, they could say that about a lot of people, but with Paris, what you see is what you get. And she she treats them like everyday people. You know, she's honest with them. So they can ask her, oh, does that look good? And she'll go, no. You know, why don't you try this? You know, whereas everyone else is just, yes, sir, no, sir, yes, sir. You know? So I think they, well, I don't think I know that they like her honesty and it's refreshing and she challenges them and she works well with them to to put something out because they all, at the end of the day, want to look good. You know, that... Of course. That, that's, a, that's another thing in businesses. Like in our, you, the more you can make someone else look good, then the more they have to come back and use you. It's a, you know, that's not a secret, but it's a good secret because too many people make them look good and then they want to blow their own trumpet. No, 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 be quiet. Blow that person's trumpet because as they're getting applauded in the business, they're going, oh, my gosh, everyone thinks I'm amazing. Oh, I better go ask. <laughs> I better ask Brett again or ask Paris to to do my work because that's what made me famous. We've, we've had that happen a lot where she's done work for an artist, it's blowing up, the artist hasn't used her again, but sure enough, give it time, they come knocking again and go, oh, could you do something else for us? We're like, it's all good. And, uh, we're like, no. <laughs> that's what happens. Too busy, fully booked, working with other people now. 100%. <laughs> <laughs> when you say no next to them, it makes them even more. It's true. Yeah, because well, you imagine they have so much money, so they can they can buy or get whatever they want in life. Mm. There is nothing that they cannot have, literally. 
like they they have a private jet. They have twenty cars in their driveway. They have maids. They yeah. Have, so they have everything. So the minute you have some little choreographer, you know, from New Zealand saying no to me, they're like, huh? She's How? ballsy. Eh? Yeah. She's like, no. Who's she? Who does she think she is? And they're like, no. And they're like, oh, okay. But then next minute, ring, ring. You know how we were discussing? Yeah, exactly. That's right. Remember the walk away factor? That's no. It's an amazing word. <laughs> it's true. It's, it's so great. It's a goal right there that everyone can go and apply. You can put that little nugget in your life. <laughs> yeah, but you also got to be really... Back it up. Yeah, you got to be gutsy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and you got to be able to deliver. Yeah. Like yeah, you're saying. Twofold. Yeah. Because yeah, you, you say no, but there's a whole lot of things at risk to say that no. Like sometimes we've said no, but we really want it. But it's been better to say no and hold out. And then the flip side is, like, if we say yes and no and then yes and we do it, then you better do it. And so Paris 100% does it every time. And I love, like, you're you're great to talk to. And we've always had an awesome relationship. And it's been great to come and talk to you and bounce ideas and ask for your professional advice about things. And you've always been so helpful. But I love that you have... Um, that balance like you know you can talk to people and you can negotiate but also when it gets into business like you're not afraid just to go like business mode mm. and you've also got that that edge when you need it yep and I think a lot of people just want to be liked and they want to be everyone's friends but they don't realise that actually you've got to know sometimes like you're saying when to walk away when to say no when to throw down yeah when to know your worth yeah yeah it's it's important one of the best things to do is to talk business up front, then worry about everything else after. Yeah. The, the problem is people start relationships or start doing things and then talk about the contract or the agreement or the business already into it. It's too late. But it's so hard to have that discussion up front. Yeah. That's that's the thing. You've got to got to get it out of the way first it just makes everything else that's really good advice because yeah everyone does do it the other way they're just like can we do this can we do that yeah and then you're wasting a whole lot of time if it's not going to return well yeah or it might not or what happens when it suddenly goes gangbusters you know you're like you know Mm. you're with your your brother or your sister let's do t-shirts okay or let's print 20 great wow they sold well well, let's do 100. Then suddenly you've got a business growing and then, well, you know, I should really get more because, I, you know, like then the discussion happens. That's actually gold, versus, having a contract in versus, place. Uh, not even, the, you know, not the contract, just the discussion. It's yeah. the hard thing. You know, it's like talk about it up front. Like shareholding. Just in business. Yeah, shareholding or the financial structure of it or who's going to make decisions. Just have those discussions up front, you know, before you – you rush off into business, doing things with people or or anyone. Not even if you own the business and you're looking for new business or finding new clients to work for. Always have that discussion when you sit down. Sometimes people don't want to have it because they think they're going to lose the business. But you're better to have it because you you might get nothing out of the business. Yeah, so that's, late, no, that's that's true. Later on, yeah, you, that's actually amazing advice. Yeah. So many people don't do that. No, 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 and we've lost out too. We've done projects before and. Didn't get jack. And yeah. That's okay. That's look at it now. We we could have earned so much money off it, but that's life. You know. That's don't cry over it. It's like well. Yeah. Move life. on. Yeah. Next. <laughs> you know. It's like, well, Thank you. Next. Yeah. That's that's exactly right. Move on and see what else comes. Yeah. You don't dwell. You're just no, like. No. 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 You're off. Yeah. No. I've had dwellings wasting time. You know what? There is a. They say that you shouldn't have excuses or, you know, no one cares. Or people, that's, that's so true, Nets. People don't care. They don't have, like, they just don't, you know. Like, there's 
people have a you have a circle of care people that do but in general you know if you worked at a company for 20 years you gave your resignation and left I bet you the next day they still open their doors and trade yeah do you know what I'm saying that's the truth that's 100% true yeah you might enjoy your time there and done a whole lot of good but you know it's, that's what I mean so there it, it, there's only there's only a true genuine amount who care for the right reason but yeah. you know most time people don't want to hear your excuses I, 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 I read a a great article it's called Caveman Philosophy where um, the, 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 the wife and the kids are in the cave and they say we're hungry and then the caveman goes out and comes back. Did you bring some food? No, it started raining. So the the tracks that I was tracking gone. I couldn't find the the food. Okay, well we're still hungry. Okay, I'll go out. I went out, came back. Did you find some food? No, no. I ran and there was a there was a um, there was a, something. Trees fell in the way and I couldn't get over it to the path where I normally go hunting. And the wife's like, "That's nice, but we're still hungry." He goes, "Okay, I'll go out and look again." And went out again. And he goes, oh, no, I couldn't find anything, you know. So the result is we're still angry. <laughs> like, it didn't matter. You know, there was no shops to go to. There's no neighbours who were going to help out. I love that story. It's like caveman mentality where they're still hungry and they're still going to die. That's the flip side of it. If we if we don't get food... That's the bottom line. <laughs> we're about to die. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. there is no excuse, you know what I mean? Like... I like that. Yeah, it's so it's so good. Because when you, how did you get philosophy. your first start? Like, did you just bootstrap your business? Uh, me? Yeah. Uh, no, no uh, we were. I was um, running a company at the time, and so experiential marketing is like uh, in-store demonstrations as part of the business, and so I did the same. I got a, a group of ladies I knew, got them to do it. I set up my my office in my son's room, so. Moved him out, had trains on the wall, and I remember it so clearly. Trains, train wallpaper, a little phone and a computer, and that's where I started as my secondary business. So I did that on the side. And um, and I remember we we did it for, a, for, then a friend of mine in another company said, oh, I hear you got amazing demonstrators. And I was thinking, yeah, this ladies I know from church. He goes, can I, can I hire them? And I'm thinking, oh, gosh, how do we? hire them uh, yeah no no problem I'll sort it out with them I didn't even have a name for the company so we set one up and then and then the problem came the sales rep wanted to come and call and see at our offices for a meeting but we're like okay it's my son <laughs> I love it with trains on we're like oh well, we're, in, we're out your way we'll meet you at your offices like so for six months we 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 juggled that and did it, and then I left and started it. So, wow. Yeah. It was what an crazy. amazing story. Yeah, like we went from chocolate biscuits to plain biscuits, you know, like we, the salary at the time, it cut it by two-thirds, you know. But it was just, it was fun. It was passionate, you know. You just had to go for it and go hunt business. That's what I mean, cavemen philosophy. Like, you know, yeah. go to the cave, we're still hungry. Like, heard all your excuses. Yeah. yeah, but we're still hungry. Just like, get the result. Yeah, what are we going to eat? Yeah, like, what are we going to Make eat? it happen. 100%. There's no reason why it can't. Yeah, things go right and wrong. and But, you know, what they say, oh, I have a plan B. Why? What's wrong with plan A? Yeah. What do I need plan B for? Like, plan B tells me you're already accounting for failure. Like, 
What, what's yeah, burn your boats. Yeah, I love burn your boats. It's like, burn your boats and let's go. Yeah. Yeah, what, what's that? Oh, I agree. Everyone that I talk to and they're like, this is what I want to do, but this yeah. is plan B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They never get plan A off the ground because they're too busy thinking about plan B. 100%. You know, or they know in the back of their mind if it doesn't happen, oh, I can go to this. I'm like, no, there is no, go for it, go for it, you know. It's like New Year's resolutions. I hate that too. Why do you got to wait 12 months to set new resolutions? That's true. I can't stand them. Yeah, I agree there's some 12-month goals that fit in, but like, if, if for me, that's why when you ask, you know, are we scheming and planning ahead or getting things? No, we're, we're operating what's coming, yeah. what's on now. You You're know? on the money all the time. Yeah we, we, yeah. yeah, we have some things we know will take a year or two years to mature or three, but you've got to keep keep running. Like, keep it keep it going now, and it's, and it's good. It just keeps you going quicker like ship it see what happens better find out you know how people are waiting for everything to get right and yeah you know sometimes just just send it on its way and yeah see what comes yeah like start it like jump off the cliff and build the parachute on the way down that's, that's yeah a great i love analogy. that you know it's like okay hopefully i build fast enough just go just go and make it happen <laughs> yeah like yeah yeah and that's what and, and some things we try and it didn't work so that's okay it's just leave it and then try again and some things will so but at least you I think it's better to try it isn't it don't you think than not 100% well you, yeah. you learn from everything like you're saying yeah like how many people do you meet think, oh, I wish I'd done that or I should have done that no oh. yeah yeah that's that's then you you seem to be in a constant state of regret yeah whereas I tried it and didn't work okay cool well at least I tried it that's that to me seems a lot better scenario than not so yeah wow it's just so much knowledge it's just incredible I, I think Thank you so much for coming you're and welcome. sharing today because I know that you're That's just okay. so busy. All good. But it's actually incredible for people to hear the story mm. and just all the learnings and everything that you guys have been through to yeah. build the empire because yeah. you, there's so much hard work that you've put in. Mm. Yeah, it's been, I mean, at the end of the day, it's it, Paris is the start. I've supported it and but we've had so many people involved in that journey, you know. You, you know, it's all the dancers. It's the, it's the other four girls who started in Request With Her, you know, in 2007. It's been every member who comes through the palace who's worked there, good or bad, doesn't matter. They've all taught us experiences. It's been, the, you know, it's been the parents that have supported the kids and who supported the studio. You know, everyone is interweaving and played a role in it. So it's, you know, it, it's so true when they... When they say it takes a village to raise a person, I mean there's different people in the village, you know. So I think we've we been we've been truly blessed. Paris has, has achieved all those things, but I, I think and she really feels she's just warming up. Like it's it's about to go to another. Like we've done dance, we've ticked that, we've yeah. achieved everything you can. There's nothing left for her to achieve in dance. So um, except bring it to life in a movie now. So that's a new realm and. I can't wait to see that. But even as a young woman in business, it's just it's inspiring to yeah. watch her as a trailblazer and mm-hmm. as an entrepreneur yeah. build yeah. her build this empire. Yeah, you know, amazing. and I just can't wait to hear her speak more and you yeah. as well, like sh- just sharing around the business side of it because yeah. there's just so much in in what's happened. You know, people just think, oh, she's super talented. It's just mm. all like happened overnight. It's like no. Overnight is ten years. But I can't wait to see what's next. Yeah. So everyone listening, they need to go follow if they're not already following on Instagram. So the royal family. Yep. Are you a big popper? 
Yep. On IG. Yep. And obviously everyone knows Paris Gobel. Yep. Palace Dance Studio. Follow that and request Dance Crew. All our brands. So, so much. Because all of them have different things happening on different stuff. So, yeah, lots happening and lots of exciting things coming, which will be great. Yeah. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Incredible. So good. Thanks for having me. You're welcome. Done. How's that? Thanks for listening in to the Hustle Podcast. You can listen to the full series at anchor.fm slash the Hustle Podcast NZ and all other podcast providers like iTunes or Spotify. You can also watch the full live video interviews on YouTube. Just look up the social experience. Also, if you want to blow up your sales in 90 days, visit the socialexperience.co.nz where we help you get a return on investment through PR, digital advertising, marketing, and events. Mm-hmm.